hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, the NFL draft is coming up. What do you think you're worth? Oh, you know, I, I think I'll go somewhere in the middle fourth. Yeah. He's just shooting really low. Well, you know, I'm, I, I've, uh, I, I've been a little uh, out of the game, so I can't uh, expect myself to go any higher than that. I mean, what what do thirty seven year old? Oops, I'm not supposed to really. What do twenty seven year old? <laughs> what do what what do guys like you? I mean, what you know? What, what kind of compensation pick are you expected to be picked at? Or you said fourth round? Are we talking like the real fourth round, the comp fourth round, or the end of the third round? That's comp round. That's actually the fourth round. Um, definitely, definitely comp fourth round. You know, hmm. sneaking in there. Well, um, you know, I can't help but uh, be excited because today marks two weeks from the day that the NFL draft starts. Trevor, it is two weeks that the NFL draft, start, draft starts. Are you excited? Or uh, I, I am getting excited for the draft. Um, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago that I wasn't too excited about this draft class because it's easy to just focus on on the lack of, of NFL caliber quarterbacks in the pipeline this year. Um, but, uh, but, you know, there are some really good, in my opinion, some really good defensive ends that'll go, uh, throughout the draft. And in a lot of ways it's becoming, you know, when you're trying to put together a complete team to go deep into the playoffs, I think defensive end is emerging as might be the number two most important spot on your roster, um, collectively, because you need, you need three or four of these guys to really have a solid uh, defensive front, guys that can rotate in. Um, so I'm excited to see where these defensive ends land and, uh, you know, the teams that really need them. Um, what, what, what do you make of the draft? We, we've talked about it in the past. I think even our first episode, we're coming up our year anniversary here. I know. It's exciting. We haven't hired any clowns. There's no balloons going to fall from the ceiling. Not that anybody could see that. You would just hear the streamers and the excitement and be like, what's going on? I need to do this on video. Then we start the YouTube show. That's how it works. Um, so, what is? yeah, what is your feelings on the draft? Because we've talked about how it's sort of a crapshoot in teams like the LA Rams. And, uh, I mean, now every team is basically willing to give up first-round picks, second-round picks for, like, proven veteran players or just, like, top-of-their-position veteran players. Where in the past, we haven't seen much of that. So, um, what do you think – what is your opinion of the draft, and where does it stand in terms of the NFL right now? Well, as a, as a fan, I, I love the draft because it, it gives me something to, to, to pass the time until, you know – Somewhat uh, until the until the next season can start, it's kind of like a, a a breath of air to a drowning man. Um, but uh, you know, in, in terms of these teams, it's it, it you know a, a a drafted player is always a roll of the dice, um, and so if you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback, it makes a lot more sense to trade drafts for more certainty at that position. I think it's, it's much less uh, risky to, to go with a proven product at quarterback than to uh, draft a young guy. Um, you know, people are still holding their breath in Jacksonville for, for their quarterback to work out. And, and he was, you know, he was one of the most anticipated quarterbacks drafted in my lifetime. Um, 
But if you're a team that has your quarterback, the draft can be really exciting because you're just trying to uh, create depth a lot of times at positions of need like defensive end, cornerback, O-line, things like that. And uh, so if you're one of these teams that already has your quarterback figured out, uh, I think the draft is really exciting. So like a team like Jacksonville that consistently picks first overall every year, that's exciting? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I mean, I I don't think Jacksonville has their quarterback situation figured out. They're certainly, uh, you know, they, they, they have to give... Uh, Trevor Lawrence, another shot, obviously. Anybody named Trevor deserves a shot. As far as I, I think, I think so. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, if if you're one of these teams in the AFC that has a young, uh, you know, quarterback who's proven themselves, it's it's fun to go out and get pieces for Josh Allen or uh, uh, you know Justin Herbert, one of these guys, uh, Joe Burrow's. Um, it, it's fun to try and use the draft to build that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely the cheapest route to do that. You know, because you guys, you got them under contract for basically, what, five years? I mean, including the uh, the option for the fifth year? So, yeah. at like, usually, like, you know, they I think it's uh, middle-of-the-road salary for that position, generally. Um, and then that first four years, I mean, gen- it generally, generally, it's like a steal. However, let me ask you this, right? What are you doing? Is everything okay over there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anywho, let me ask you this. If you're like a second or third round pick or even a first round pick and you're like a running back or receiver knowing that you're like your career is probably like generally like your, well, let's say your potential for a solid career is maybe like a four or five year window for the most part. Like you see guys all the time hold out after their second or third year, right? Uh, if they have a big first year or second year or what have you for a new contract, like this is becoming kind of a norm. I mean, like Debo Samuel's doing that right now, right? Um, yeah. uh, DK Metcalf is doing that. Uh, Terry Kill, even though he's 28, you know, but he's a few years removed from getting paid. Uh, regardless, I mean, he's he's still on a reasonable contract when he was signed, I think, um, in his second contract. So, like. I guess my question is, what do you think about that kind of being thrown into into play? Like, I I don't know. I I just think the the draft is obviously unpredictable. But if you do hit, like you're still like there's so many variables here, <laughs> and players are more, how I say, uh, uh, cantankerous. Right? There's a word for you. You can't spell that on a Scrabble board. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. Cantankerous, right? More often than not in terms of how they want to get paid and when. And these, let's be honest, it's because of the, the agents, right? Um, and social media and their own sort of like entourage that's probably like being like, man, you got to get more money out of these people. Like your your window is only open for so long. You got to get more money, right? So right. Um, tell me, how does that come into play when people are – Teams are drafting or general managers are looking or what have you. What do you think about that? I mean, it's got to factor in. And, yeah. uh, I mean, my, my own team that I that I love, the Vikings, are a pretty good example. You know, um, Stefan Diggs needed to get paid. And rather than signing him to a new contract, they traded him and landed Justin Jefferson that very same year. Um and so that really worked out in their favor because uh, 
it's hard to say at this point which one is the better wide receiver. They're both very, very good at what they do. But it saved the Vikings a ton of money, and they'll have a similar situation to deal with in another couple of years with Justin Jefferson. Right. Um, yeah, and he's a very strong pick. And they can exercise that fifth that uh, fifth year option. But like a guy like you know, our receivers. I mean, are they kind of a dime a dozen? I mean, guys get picked in the second and third round, fourth round, or kind of have the same impact as some of these first round guys. Quite often, quite often. Oh, quite often they do. Um, I, I I feel like a lot of these receivers are interchangeable. Um, you're really trying to hit on these guys that 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 are singularly able to affect the outcome of a game. Guys like uh, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Um, so, you know, I, there's always that potential, and that's why it's fun to uh, to draft a rookie wide receiver. It's one of those positions where you can come in and have a huge year as a rookie and rack up big points, extend drives, win games. Um, I'm blanking on... on uh, the 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 rookie from Cincinnati this Jamar year, Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase, yeah. perfect example. I right. mean, broke all those rookie records. Uh, was a huge part of them making it to the playoffs, making it to the Super Bowl. Um, so it's really exciting to get those guys. Mm-hmm. And and in a lot of ways, it's it's I feel the same way about running backs. Because um, yeah, it's I mean at this point the way the league is, it's almost. You know, you you start to get worried when you have a veteran proven running back because that just means that the time for that running back is almost up. Yeah. Um, so they're like twenty six. <laughs> right. Right. So it's always great <laughs> to draft a, a young hot shot running back, and you can get those deep in the draft. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. In like round four, five, six, like pretty pretty commonly that happens. Oh commonly. well, like and yeah. then there's always. Uh, outliers like uh, Philip Lindsay, right? Uh, undra- undrafted, end up ended up having a, a a big couple of seasons there. Alfred Morris. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, there's a name for you, right? Chester Taylor. <laughs> you know, Chester Taylor. Chester Taylor. Yeah, Chester Taylor. Um, so, is it like? And this will probably be the last point before we start looking at the uh, the actual. Well, we're gonna pick out a mock draft. We'll get into it in a second, but like. You know, a team like Cincinnati, I think, like, universally was lambasted. Wow, what a word. Lambasted, just thrown on the grill, you know, just flipped on both sides, overcooked on this 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 issue that they um, didn't take Panay Sewell, right? Who still ended up being really good, but he wasn't Jamar Chase, you know. Um, and, and granted, probably receivers generally have more of an impact at the rookie level than offensive linemen do, you know, in their first year. Um, right. If you're if if you're a team that has got a, a young quarterback like Joe Burrow, right, and and maybe Cincinnati, it will catch up to him this year. I think it will personally, but nonetheless, um, if you're a team like Cincinnati, young young quarterback, right, um, needs some receivers. You're able to take a guy like Jamar Chase, but then you got the guy like Penny Sewell, or just a, probably going to be a stud left tackle or right tackle. Which one would you take, and what why? I mean, this is like an essay question. I, it, you know, it, hindsight hindsight is is uh, you know leaving out what we know about how it worked out. I would have taken the alignment. Um, 
I think that those are are uh, harder to come by in terms of of uh, you know a reliable starting caliber uh, athlete. Um, you know, there's there's no reason to think that they couldn't have got some other wide receiver later in the draft, and he could have had an amazing rookie year. He might not have had the same rookie year Jamar Chase had. Jamar Chase could have found success on I think almost any team he ended up on, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I still would have gone O lineman, um, building for the future. Um, really hope that uh, that them getting to the Super Bowl last year isn't a one and done type situation, uh, and I don't think it will be. Even though that, I mean, you, you talk, you hear some of these fan bases in the AFC talk about their expectations, and it's like, have you seen the rest of your conference? Yeah, um, you, you can be an amazing team and not make it to the AFC championship again because that's how stacked the conference is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so I still think that at you know with what they already had in place I think I would have gone O lineman there. It's a good point. Um yeah, I mean hindsight obviously being 2020 like how could you not take Jamar Chase? I, they made a Super Bowl. He was really good. I mean, let's be honest. He was really oh, good. amazing, amazing. I, you know, and they obviously got, um, they, you know, spent money this off season to get offensive linemen, and we went over the the, uh, the 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 free agency signings. If you want to hear hear about them, they're in the archives. Uh, I don't know what episode, <laughs> but they're there. <laughs> you just got to find them. Uh, maybe you have to listen to several episodes and download a bunch. Ooh, oh, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Get us more numbers. I don't know. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I think you're right about that because it's going to, I feel like they don't have left tackle. They, they still don't have left tackle. They, I doubt we'll be able to draft one. That's going to be as impactful as Penny Sewell this year. And I don't personally think they're going to go back to the Super Bowl or even close to that with the way the AFC is looking, looking like, so like, and they play in the AFC North and they play. I think it's hard to pick a favorite in the AFC right now. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's so stacked and, you know, we still have the draft ahead of us. So, right. well, um, yeah. Cutting to the chase here. Uh, and believe me, there's a lot of chase. Not Jamar Chase. Although that was a good pun. That was subtle. <laughs> um, well, it's going to, this is good. Okay. So let's, let's explain how we're going to do this, folks. Go, you know, obviously Trevor and I, big football fans, um, maybe not the closest in terms of following college football or the prospects. We do know the top prospects here. So what we're going to do is we're going to go down this list, 1 through 32, the best we can in the next 45 minutes uh, or so. And uh, we're going to assess the need for the player on the team. And uh, But we don't necessarily have this like Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay breakdown because that's not who we are. Okay, My hair can't even go up like, like Mel Kuyper. So there isn't enough moose <laughs> in the world to put my hair up like that. I don't even know where Todd McShay is half the year. I don't even... Where does he hide out? You know, and let me, let me just side, sidebar real quick. Did you see Todd McShay at the draft last year? I don't remember. Oh, my God. He he looked like he was going through something. I, mean, I hope he got help, but good guy. <laughs> I mean, the poor guy. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, cutting back to the draft. Not surprisingly, Jacksonville's number one overall. Um, and we're looking on WalterFootball.com. That's uh, Walter Camp Football. That's a uh, website has been around for several, several years. Um, 
I mean, these are the nerds of the mock draft world here, right here. This is what you want, you know? Um, <laughs> if you're going to research mock drafts, you don't want to pay for ESPN and Disney, and do you want to give your money to those those people? And I get it. I get why. Give it to us instead. Maybe we'll start a Patreon. Anyway, um, yeah, so Jacksonville, number one overall. Um, we mentioned, Trevor, you mentioned sort of briefly that there's not a lot of top, top talent in terms of quarterbacks or even skill, skill players. So um, a lot of defensive guys here in the first couple of picks. Number one overall pick is Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end from Michigan. Um, I assume he's a really good pass rusher. He's probably in that, like, Miles Garrett um, role, I assume. Like, he can play, like, 3-4, 4-3 pass rusher and all that stuff. Um, apparently really good, really good potential. Uh, what, what do you think about the fit here as far as Aiden Hutchinson is concerned and his ability to kind of play both schemes? offense um and i think one of the best things they can do for trevor lawrence is to give him a defense that can keep jacksonville in the game and i we're seeing it all the time now a dominant uh pass rusher can do exactly that they can keep you you know they they can get the defense off the field and and keep the uh you know keep the score close so i i like this pick a lot yeah uh, right there with you. They got to have cornerstones on both sides of the ball because they're just a mess in general. Um, so Ian Hutchinson, I'm fine with it. As long as he's good, I was reading something about him or I watched some sort of um, mock draft highlight or something like that. It was somebody from like PFF, Pro Football Focus, and those are guys, those those guys, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, they're the football nerds of the world. Um, and they were saying something about his, like, reach as far as, like, his arms are concerned. Like, he can't reach very far. So that kind of worries me as a pass rusher, right? Because you're, like, extending the offensive tackle away from you, you know, when right. you're bull rushing. And that was something they showed a, lot, a bunch of, like, footage of him, of him, like, still getting around the tackle. But, like, it was delaying him two or three seconds on his, like, on good offensive tackle. So I wonder about that. I wonder about that with him. But I, I agree with you. It's a good pick. Right. Well, so. and and I mean, it should be mentioned. I think three of the top four, like four of the top ten picks, are all expected to be uh, defensive ends. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if if these front offices <laughs> make their decisions based on different, uh, you know, different metrics and and different opinions. So th- these these defensive ends right at the top you could shuffle them around and I won't be surprised which team takes, which I just expect them to all go pretty early. Um, yeah. Likewise, here's another defensive end that's going to go early or pass rusher, what have you. It just says DN. So I assume that's the position. Trayvon, uh, Trevon Walker, who was a defensive end from Georgia. Georgia had a really good defense this season. He had a really good combine, no quarterback here. What do you think about this pick? Um, I mean, I, I, I think it is a good fit. I think, uh, you know, I, like I said, I think I think we're starting to see defensive end is the second most important position on the complete roster. Um, so if if you can get a good one with your first round pick, absolutely go for it. Um, I like this pick. I think I think Detroit isn't ready to to move on when it comes to quarterback um, with Jared Goff, uh, and who's at, at the very least he's a serviceable option at quarterback. Um, and this would be the wrong year 
to try and replace him with a first-round quarterback. So I like this pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Likewise. Okay. Um, and obviously another team um, that has kind of needs all over the place, but I think I was reading Detroit only had like 30 sacks last year as a team. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> that's going to, yeah, it's going to keep your defense on the field a lot, you know, and yeah. so that's going to affect your offensive rhythm and everything else. And um, Dan Campbell being a smash mouth guy probably wants a big defensive end, somebody who can rush the passer, rush the passer, easy for me to say. Um, number three, Houston. Ahmad Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's defense was really good last year. Uh, won the top in the nation, although they got steamrolled by Georgia or Alabama. Which one they play? Alabama. They got. They I think they lost to Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he. I don't think it was because of him. Um, but he played really well in general. Um, and he looks like I think a lot of you were saying like Antonio Cromartie sort of uh, frame, six foot two, great length, really good combine. Um, you know, if there's one position that gets paid in the NFL, it's uh, lockdown. It's it's lockdown corners, right? Right, right. And uh, I think uh, I think this, you know, Ahmad Gardner, uh, incredible, incredible uh, college career, um, amazing athlete. He's got all the measurables. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston went defensive end also. Um, in a row. Wow just because I, I think that the need there is greater. Um, yeah, the the AFC South is not, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's like the quarterback blank spot in the AFC just about. Um, I, I know I'm probably overlooking somebody good, but no, for the not. most part, for the <laughs> most part, this is, is, I mean, it's Matt Ryan, what's, what's, Trevor Lawrence, I would say, I would say Matt Tannehill. Ryan is yeah. the best one there. Yeah, that's um, about so, it. Yep. So for that reason alone, I think I'd rather beef up the D-line than get a lockdown corner. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, they, they still have to play other teams in the AFC. Um, and that that's where a guy like Gardner is going to be really invaluable uh, is when you're playing these elite quarterbacks. Um, but you've got six games a season against – uh, division opponents; those, those are the most important games, and uh, and I'm not worried about stopping the pass as much. Um, so I, I, you know, Houston, Houston. How many picks does Houston have this year? Well, um, so they're Cleveland, picking again at yeah. they're picking again at number thirteen. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if it were me. I think I'd go D end here and grab a cornerback further down because there's still going to be some good ones at number 13. Okay. Um, so I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't like this pick. Um, I, I, I like yeah. Ahmad Gardner. I, yeah. I don't want to be unclear about that. I think he's amazing. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting for whatever team gets him. But if I'm the Houston Texans, uh, I'm not going cornerback at number three. All right. Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't disagree with you there. I mean, good pass rushers, good lockdown corner. Which one can it be? I mean, if you're building a defense, why not both, right? Um, but if you can get a better pass rusher, I say I'd take that over a lockdown corner, you know, honestly. They're yeah. going to affect the, yeah. the game much more, in my opinion. Um, number four, uh, New York gets their uh, pass rusher to be. Kayvon Thibodeau didn't play last year. Um, said that a lot. The last draft we looked at didn't play last year. Oh, man. Yeah, um, that's funny. It's still, I don't, yeah, that happened a lot. Um, 
you know, and so this guy was, I think, a five-star recruit coming out of high school, was like the number one overall recruit. Went to Oregon, played really well. I don't know why he didn't play last year, but he has all the measurables. He's just a big guy, like 6'7", 260. Um, yeah, another guy who can play 3'4", 4'3". So uh, what do you think? Line him up yeah, against, I, with Carl Lawson. So I, I like this pick. Um, I, I, I'm I not worried about him not having played last year because – because he's a D end, he's not a he's not a quarterback, uh, he's not not a wide receiver. Um, so I, I guess I'm just I'm not as worried about a year off affecting his technique or his game. Um, so uh, so yeah, I, I like this pick a lot. All right, number five, Evan Neal, offensive tackle, guard from Alabama. I think I was reading Nick Saban really likes this kid, um, and New York's taking like three offensive linemen in the top 10 or 15, 20 picks in the last couple of years. I don't think any of them have worked out. So I assume they're going to move Andrew Thomas to right or guard and then him to left tackle if they pick him at five. Um, but right tackle is a big problem. Oh, I guess he is going to play right tackle, and they told her at left. And then Andrew Thomas at guard. Anywho, really athletic, very outspoken. Um, they're going to keep what's-his-face at quarterback. God, he sucks. And I, Daniel Jones, oh, Lord. Right, you know, so so, so they that's why to I, him. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones is why I like this pick. I I think, I think New York is one of these teams. Uh, I I put him in the same category as as uh, as the Detroit Lions and a few others that have, you know, they have their quarterback, but they probably have an eye to the future when it comes to quarterback. So getting getting a, a reliable O line in place. Uh, uh, before you go out and, and get, you know, a, a, a top 10 overall quarterback to try and be the guy. Um, I, I like that if that's what the long-term strategy is. Um, and this guy, Evan Neal, um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't watch a lot of Alabama football last year, but I, I did see them play Georgia twice. And, uh, God, he, he moves so well for someone that big. And I feel like he's the kind of O-lineman that you're going to be able to put him anywhere on the line that you need to, yeah. uh, any, anything but center. And, uh, and he's going to just, you know, you won't have to worry about, about that part of the O-line. So I, I like this pick a lot. I'm, I'm a little jealous. Um, I, I think that there's, you know, it's, you know, you were talking about five guys and depth, but when it comes to the O-line, uh, we've seen what truly dominant O-lines can do for a roster. And it's, it's, you know, not everybody can have one. Uh, there's just not enough good O-linemen to go around. But when you have a, a solid O-line, like, like the Colts do, um, you know, the, the Colts should have been in the playoffs last year in, in, in a normal AFC conference, they would have been, uh, but they did it with, uh, Carson Wentz, um, and and it's because of that O line. Um, so I I like this pick a lot. Okay, moving on. Carolina number six, Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty. Um, apparently, this is a reach. I I mean, if it's your the right guy, why not, right? But Carolina really doesn't have a good history of picking quarterbacks uh, outside of Cam Newton. Sam Darnold was about as bad as it could have been last season, and even Cam Newton was absolutely terrible last season and leading up to like his demise or his departure he was bad too um and then you know he's probably not coming back <laughs> considering all the things he's just said about uh women which were just 
brutal. I mean, God, what an <laughs> idiot. You know, so, um, right. you know, just way to, yeah, just way to be totally incorrect and out, uh, just totally, you know, alienate yourself from everybody. Um, you know, Malik Willis, uh, big arm, looked really good at the combine, uh, four, four, five, 40, like typical, like sort of quarterback you see in the NFL right now. Um, however, he played in the D, in the FCS, the football championship subdivision. So number six, Malik Willis, what, what's the fit here? Well, so I, I mean, I, I, I think Caroline is desperate and, and that's what it comes down to. Um, and they do have a, a pretty good roster. Um, I, I'm not saying that they don't have weak spots on that roster, um, but quarterback is definitely their biggest need um, by far. Uh, they've got a somewhat unconventional head coach, Matt Rule. He's the guy from uh, Baylor, yeah? Yep, yep. Um, so so it could be a good fit with uh, player coach, Um but uh, th- mostly, this the, the takeaway here is what this draft has to offer in terms of quarterback. The first quarterback speculated to be taken is from the FSC. Is that what? Yeah, uh, he's the fo- I think Liberty might F- be D one now, but it, none, nonetheless, yeah. they they've been FCS for like I I, what are, I don't know what I said, but yeah, yeah. they've been FCS Liberty for, for a while. Yeah, Liberty College has the go. number one overall drafted. Quarter, or the highest drafted quarterback yeah. in this year's yeah. draft, yeah. so uh, so that really it says a lot about about this draft and the quarterbacks available. Yeah, not great, not great, um, not uh, not good. <laughs> why not? Uh, I, for me, it's like why not roll the dice? I mean, the guy is mobile, he has a big arm, <laughs> but he can't read the field, and he's playing the FCS. Boy, that's not good. I don't think that'll end well. I just don't. I, I don't think there's anything good about that. <laughs> you know, if that were to happen. And he's a reach, right. and any other draft would be a reach, and this draft right. is a reach. So, well, and that's that's why I think you know, yeah. in, in these in these mock drafts, you don't yeah. have teams moving Trading. up or moving down. Um, if the Panthers really think Malik Willis is worth taking with their first pick, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved down right. to get him um, because I, I think that they could. Right. So, okay, moving to number eight is Ikem Aquanu. Uh, offense tackle for North Carolina State. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. We uh, we skipped number seven. We, we skipped number seven. I'm sorry, Derek Stingley. You know, I love Derek Stingley. I've been watching LSU football for a while, especially when Burrow was on there, and he was a freshman, I think, and he was like the best player in the country. I don't know what happened to him. I don't. I don't. I some major injury concerns. Okay, so six one one ninety. I think he's a great pick, and they, they apparently. Bradbury's going to get traded. James Bradbury's supposedly on the trading block, and I can't even imagine what what kind of haul they'll get for him. But yeah, why not slide in Derek Derek Stingley? He's I, it's a, I think he's going to fall, and then he's going to be like a Tyron Matthew. Um, who's the other guy? Derwin James fell, and he those that kind of impact as long as he's healthy. So this this would be New York's uh, second pick of the yeah. draft. Yeah. Um, I'm, you guys know me. I'm a big Vikings homer, and there's been some some rumors, some speculation that I, I would not mind if it turned out to be true. I don't think it'll happen, but there's talk of the Vikings moving up to number seven to get this guy, um, which which I would I would love it because we we need cornerbacks. Uh, a lot of teams do, um, but that that's a position that the the Vikings have needed to to you know 
uh, create depth at and develop talent at for a few years at this point. Um, but no, I, I think he's an amazing player. Um, you know, New York can certainly use him if they're not, you know, if they don't have an eye to trade down for, for more picks or, or what have you. But uh, whoever ends up with this guy, I think it's going to be a great pick. Yeah, yeah. likewise. Um, Atlanta needs a lot of need, has a lot of needs. Um, <laughs> I don't know why offensive tackle is one of them. You think they need a quarterback and among other things, they're just, they're going to be in the tank for a while there. Um, but why not get a left tackle? I guess if you can get him, Ike McQuanu, uh, apparently kind of Mackay Becton like, like a lot of potential big guy. Uh, but I would say maybe injury prone. So Ike McQuanu for, for Atlanta. Right, right. And I mean, I, I think this might be a little high for this player. Um, but I do like the strategy. Um, you know, if, if your if your team, uh, needs a quarterback, and this isn't the year to do that with the draft, uh, you know, and, and you, you don't see a, a defensive end that you really like. Uh, beefing up the O-line is the best thing you can do in the yeah. meantime before sure. you find the quarterback. Sure. So, uh, so I don't think this is a terrible pick. No, I like no. it. All right. Number nine, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I guess he's in one of those kind of Seattle Seahawks roles where they're looking for that. I can't remember what they call that on Pete Carroll's defense, but I think it's like an ex-rusher. Where it's kind of a guy that lines up really wide and he's really fast, like Bruce Irvin kind of role. Ah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Echene Nwosu, um, and so him and Nwosu got a nice dynamic edge and take some pressure off the secondary. I kind of like it. I, I mean, I'm curious if there's that much defensive end talent. There's that much in top fifteen. If there's like four or five that could go, that or is it just people are that desperate for pass rushers? I, I'm, just, I I'm think, just curious. I think that there's a lot of. You know, it's not a brand new uh, uh, mentality, but yeah. but these days I think you have to have depth at the end. Okay, um, fair enough. These guys, it's a position that's becoming increasingly injury prone. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, the the Vikings number one DN uh, Daniel Hunter uh, missed almost the second half of the season with a, a pectoral injury, um, which is just it just happens to these guys, and then you need you know, a next man up type of thing. Um, you know, they're not all going to be uh, starters and and racking up huge sack numbers every season, but it's a great position. It's an important position to have depth at. Um, whether or not you want to create depth with a number nine overall pick, I mean, I, I for my money, a number nine overall pick is somebody that you're hoping will start. Um, if not this year, then, then soon. Yeah. Um, so whether or not this guy's that guy, I'm not sure. But I, I, it's it's hard right now to criticize drafting these deep defensive ends. So I like okay. it. Okay, uh, New York goes Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State. I mean, C.J. Stroud was thrown to him and Chris Olave, which are both first round picks. He was the better of the two, and they compare him to Stephon Diggs. Number ten, you can't go wrong with that with Zach Wilson. I mean, I yeah. So th- this would be what the Jets' second pick, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So I I like it because uh, you know I-, I know you can get wide receivers almost anywhere in the draft, um, but with their second uh, second pick in the draft, you might as well get one of the best options out there. Um, so I I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. Your young quarterback needs a young receiver, so. Washington goes Drake London, uh, former basketball player, 
Uh, 6'5", 210. Uh, I mean, just an incredible athlete and really lines up great with Terry McLaurin. They could put him in the slot position. Carson Wentz gets everything he needs. No, and I, I mean, you said six foot five. Yeah, um, that's yeah. that's huge. Great um, athlete. Yeah. So it's it's going to be able to create a lot of of opportunities depending on uh, who he's lined up with. Um, so I I think it's going to create problems for defenses in terms of uh, you know who do we put on who because you know we've got. We'd like to put our best corner on their best corner, but maybe our second best corner can't handle a guy that size. So then all of a sudden you've got the second best corner on your best wide receiver. I like this pick. Yeah, yeah likewise. Good matchup, especially the NFL matchups are big right now. Very key oh, yeah. in the spread offenses. George, oh, sorry, Trent McDuffie at number 12 goes to Minnesota. Your boys, they play in Rogers twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got Aaron Rodgers twice a year. You got uh, Justin Fields, uh, yeah, and Jared Goff. So you need a corner, duh. So no, I, I mean, if, if only for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you you've got to have uh, competent corners and depth at corner. Um, the, you know, the Vikings have brought back Patrick Peterson. That's not a long term solution, but he's already the best cornerback on the team just by being resigned. Uh, so bringing in. McDuffie to have some some competition with Dantzler. Um I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah. uh, it, it's, I mean, I, 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 I know this team better than I know the others, um, but this is almost a certainty that the Vikings go cornerback with their first pick. Now, whether or not they move up to get a cornerback they like more, I'm not sure. Um, I'll be excited uh, that first night of the draft to, to find out what they do, but uh, I'll be just shocked if they don't go cornerback. Okay, looking at it here, we'll try to go through this best we can. George Carlofitis, uh, defense in Purdue. I watched some Purdue games this year. He stood out on every game. Uh, two or three games I watched, Ohio State, Indiana, I can't remember the other game. You could. He was the only guy in the field for Purdue on defense that was incredible. And I like the fit. I mean, I think at 13, it's a good fit. So, Yeah, he's one of the Purdue's. The Purdue. Um, okay, that's it. That's the fit I like. You can still be yeah, called no. the dude. Um, and I mean, well, we had Houston going, we had them going cornerback earlier. Yep. Yeah. And I said I, I would have switched it around. Um, but uh, but you know they're getting a D end at thirteen and, and hopefully a, a you know a lockdown corner with their earlier pick. Um, so now that, that first pick on a cornerback starts to look better if they can get a true talent at number 13 for D-end. Um, so I, I like this pick, especially, you know, I, I like this pick if they do do the cornerback with their first one. So There you go. Okay. Um, 14, Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Uh, Baltimore, I mean, Lamar Jackson got hurt last year. It could be a reason because he scrambles so much, but uh, – why not protect him and slide over Ronnie Stanley to left tackle or right tackle and just keep him healthy? I have no problem with this one. Oh, so. I, I think this pick makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Um, you know, they have their quarterback. I've talked about how much fun it is to build around the quarterback when you've got that position figured out. Um, but also, they're, they're a run-dominant team. So getting, you know, young offensive linemen on, yep. the, on the roster, whether or not he starts this season or, or, or not. Um, it's just great to have those guys there because uh, that offense is extremely dependent on, on, uh, on running the ball. So I like it. 
Jordan Davis, defensive tackle for Philly. We got to replace Fletcher Cox somehow. Um, I'm fine with it. And another Georgia guy. That defense was so good last year. It's probably going to be about three first round picks for him. No problem. And the Kobe Dean. I would, I would like him here too. He's in, he's the linebacker, kind of in that uh, Devin Bush. What's his name in uh, Tampa? Oh my God, I can't remember his name. He was also an LSU Tiger. Uh, it'll come to me later. What do you think of this? Get have more uh, defensive I mean, line depth, right? What you're saying. 17 I, games. I, I like it a lot. I like yeah. it a lot. Uh, you, you nailed it with uh, Fletcher Cox. Yeah. What he retired, right? Uh, no, he's he's just 32, which is old. <laughs> I'm 31, and I'm old. <laughs> I guess that's old. Gotcha. I, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so, God. Oh, that's right. So he so yeah. Fletcher Cox is on a one year deal now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know. um, but yeah, he's he's not going to be around forever. So yeah, I, I like this pick a lot. Um. Man, just about anybody off of Georgia's defense is uh, is uh, going to be uh, great to have on your roster. Yeah. Um, so this this looks really good to me. Yeah. Chris Olave, sixteen, New Orleans Saints. Uh, I don't. I couldn't tell you who played in their wide receiver core last year. I have no idea. I know sometimes I said there was a good idea to start him. I think the only one I can remember is Deontay Harris because he went to Assumption. He's from Massachusetts. That's that's all I got. So. Chris Olave, I like it. He's fast, uh, really good hands, and uh, goes to New Orleans. I think there's a lot of potential there. So. No, I, I I do like this pick for New Orleans because they they are they have a real need at wide receiver right now. Um, yeah, the problem there is I see a lot of need on their roster. Yeah. You can't you can't you you only get one player per pick, unfortunately, for the Saints. Um, so I, I can't criticize this one. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised um, if they saw something that they need more at this at this point, because as, as we've already discussed, you can get pretty good wide receivers in the middle rounds. Um, but I, I I I do like Chris Olav. I, I think he's going to be great. Um, it's it's always hard to tell when a, when one of these guys is going to come in, like uh, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Or are they going to come in and be a little more like Jerry Judy, who hasn't quite lived up to that first-round potential yet? Um, and then, of course, you know it's all on whether or not they have someone throwing them ball, throwing them the ball that can that can let them reach that potential. So it's uh, I don't see this as a slam dunk because of the quarterback situation in New Orleans, um, but uh, but I do think that there's a lot of potential with this player. All right, I mean, agreed. Uh, number seventeen, Trevor Panning, offensive tackle, North Northern Iowa. Um, I guess it, big guy, good athleticism. Sorry, I don't know anything about Northern Iowa. <laughs> Wasn't watching those games last year. They're, whatever their whatever their mascot is. Um, <laughs> you know, Rashawn Slater, they picked last year. He ended up being an All Pro. You put him on the right right side. I mean, Justin Herbert has no problem for the next two years, and you basically fill every need you've had on the roster over the off season. There, there, there should be no no reason. That um, LA doesn't make some run for the playoffs. Oh, absolutely! It's another one of those teams that that is going to have a lot of fun with the draft because you're just trying to build around yeah. what you know you have. Um, taking an O lineman in the first round, I love it. Um, when it comes to the rest of the needs for the team, there's there's lots of ways to fill those needs in the off season and free agency and all that uh, trades. But uh, O-linemen are always going to be at a premium, so getting a, a potentially great one in the draft is, is just, it's great. So I, I love this pick. 
Philadelphia Eagles, Kyle Hamilton, safety Notre Dame, was slotted, slotted as high as number four in the draft, or three from what I was seeing, sometimes two in some mock drafts. Um, had a really bad pro day, and he's fallen. But uh, 6'4", 220, safety, linebacker, dime linebacker, nickel linebacker, a lot of versatility. Kind of a guy I could see, you know, if he was here, that New England would trade up for it, to be honest with you. Uh, but Philly gets him an 18. Not a bad pick. Yeah, I, I like this pick. Um, I like Philadelphia beefing up the defense. Um, you know, the, the defense was has been a, a huge part of, of their uh, success when they have it. Um, and, man, it, it's it's so hard to maintain a defense. So uh, drafting these guys from the uh, in the secondary and on the D-line uh, goes a long way. So uh, I like this one, and and like you said, he he he, you know, without his poor pro day, he could have been going much higher. Um, I think a bad pro day is just a bad day. Um, you know, his pro day was not him playing college ball. Um, so you know, when this happens, I feel like whoever gets guys like this really get uh, good value, even though we're still talking about the first round. Um, you're talking about getting a guy that was going to go three or four overall at 18, uh, and you didn't have to trade up to get him, and the Eagles will be using their second pick of the first round on this guy. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, well, me too. I, I, I can't agree with more, uh, as I mentioned. Um, we're going to skip a couple picks here because we're getting close to the time. So we're going to go some notable picks. New England. <laughs> we're going to skip right to my team. <laughs> here we go. Devin Lloyd, inside linebacker, Utah. Uh, Nicobe Dean would have been good here, too. Uh, it's a guy that he's very athletic, plays all over the field. Um, Belichick's going to have to take on a new role in terms of how he plays his, his linebackers because the NFL no longer plays 6'4", 250 linebackers, you know, like like Dante Hightower or what have you. Or um, I love this pick. I think it's a great fit for him. I'd like to see him get a receiver. What do you think about this one, real quick? Um, I, I do think that this is... is... I like this better than them getting a receiver. Um, it's always fun to get, you know, high drafted receivers and running backs and quarterbacks. Uh, but, uh, you know, inside linebacker really is, you know, that that's your quarterback on defense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this, I think this is the first linebacker we, we're seeing going in the mock draft. Um, so to get him at 21 on a team that, that, you know, is very defensive minded, you know, that the defensive genius head coach, um, it's a good fit. I like it. Yeah. We saw Devin White did for Tampa. That's his name. That's the guy I couldn't remember earlier. Um, oh yeah. And, and yeah. I think, absolutely. I think Incredible. there could, could be, yeah, I think there could be a very similar sort of impact on, on, on New England if he's that good. Well, he's not gonna be yeah, th- that good, but there could be an impact so, similar to that. But the player maybe may not be the same caliber, but you know, you get what I mean. The fit is so good. That they don't, you know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Green Bay, no uh, twenty-two. Next pick, Jameson Williams, uh, a guy who should have gone in the top five, but towards ACL, six-two, two-ten, uh, was incredible. National championship game, set like eighty catches for fifteen hundred yards, was so good last year. Um, but eight torn ACL may not play in twenty twenty-two. I mean, why would Aaron Rodgers be excited about that? Oh, you're gonna, got your receiver. He's not playing till twenty twenty-three. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I mean, they they did extend Aaron Rodgers for four years, um, so so this can still be viewed as giving him the weapons he needs. Um, 
but that that's the asterisk and it's a big one is he's a first round wide receiver that will not play this year um could play in 2022 at some point um but uh you know it's just it's I mean, I, I like the Packers using their first pick of the draft to to get a wide receiver. They they almost have to, um, and and they and they should. They really should. Um, but uh, I I wonder if they'd be better off trading up for one of the wide receivers we've already mentioned if they if they can. Um, but uh, I I mean they need wide receivers now. Um, so I, I'm not going to say I don't like this pick, but I can't praise it either. Yeah, yeah, I, that's. I, I think he's going to be a great player. I just wonder, like the fit. I mean, you're in win now mode, <laughs> but you know, we'll see what happens in the draft. I just, you know, I can't help but think that actually would be a logical fit for them, or just like in Kansas City at 29. Let's talk about 26. We're going to skip ahead a little bit. Tennessee Titans, Kenny Pickett, our second quarterback off the draft off the board, and arguably the best one. So. Um, th- this one says, this little blurb here says, Tennessee, this the Aaron Rodgers pick reminds me of it in 2005. Not that Kenny Pickett is Aaron Rodgers, but the P- Pittsburgh product is expected to be chosen in top 10 like Rodgers was. However, he falls because it's a weird quarterback draft here. Um, I think he'd be a really good fit for Tennessee. Um, and he could come in and play if they want. Right. No, you know? I, I think it would be a great, it would be really good for Kenny Pickett because he's in, uh, you know, pretty much the only division in that conference that you can call soft. Um, yeah. so it's, it's a great place for a, a quarterback of his caliber to, to start his NFL career. Um, I, I, I do, I like it. The interesting thing for me with this player more than this pick is how much these quarterback desperate teams see it the way I do. You know, mm. build your O line, play for the future, make the best of what you got, but you're not finding the answer this year. And how many of them are going to try and get this guy? Um, because I wouldn't be surprised if if Tennessee or you know a, a, a slew of other teams tried to move up to get Kenny Pickett because because quarterback desperation is quarterback desperation. Um, so it, it, I mean. If Tennessee gets him, I like this pick a lot. I do for Kenny Pickett and for the Titans. Um, but this this might be the most interesting player drafted in the first round, in my opinion. And and I'll be uh, excited to see where he does actually go, and and if uh, teams trade up to get him. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. You know, <laughs> I don't know how much you know about hand size, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> But Kenny Pickett, if he were to be drafted, right, his first day in the NFL, he would be the quarterback with the smallest hands in the NFL, right? That's yeah, what he would well, be. So, and that, that was the same story on Joe yeah. Burrow when he was drafted. Oh, is that right? Okay, didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so, like, so okay. like, I mean, what does it really mean? You know who had, like, the biggest – I think he might have had the biggest hands on record at the Combine for a quarterback was uh, Mark Sanchez. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I'm not sure how much importance <laughs> I really put on hand size because it doesn't prevent the butt fumble. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 that did happen. Uh, fortunately for us, you know, that we continue talking about it all these years later. Um, 
okay, maybe not about hand size. Let's 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 throw that to the side, right? What's the likelihood that he is still there at twenty six? I mean, let's be honest. You know, like that, Pittsburgh that's needs a I mean. quarterback. Like, like you can go through so a list of teams there. New Orleans might of, trade back trade back in. You know, like yeah, some of these teams so. that that have a high draft pick because they're not super successful because because they don't have their quarterback situation figured out. They may use their their top ten pick to get a D end or a cornerback, but then you might see those same teams try to trade back in in the uh, 10 to 15 range and get this guy off the board before, uh, before somebody else does. And, and that's why, to me, this, this is like the exciting one to watch that first night of the draft is where's Pitt, Kenny Pickett going to end up? And, you know, I almost expect it to be part of a trade um, for teams to go get him because uh, that's the way I see it. He's not quite good enough for one of these desperate teams to use their top 10 pick on him. Uh, but those same teams could use the second pick. They already some of them already have two picks in the in the top twenty, um, but some of them don't. And I wouldn't be surprised if you saw one of those same teams trade up uh, to get this guy. Yeah, likewise. Or um, you know Matt Corral, uh, old Miss quarterback. Or um, uh, <laughs> see, it's just not a very noble draft. Sam Howell no. from from uh, North Carolina. Um, yeah, that I mean, those are really the four prospects you're going to be looking at, you know. And Malik Willis, sorry, I forgot to mention his name, but um, I, I would like Kenny Pickett. I, honestly, guy like all he did was develop in college. He still has, a, I mean, his ceiling's probably not as high as some of the other quarterbacks, like like Malik Willis. But I mean, he's a winner. I and mean, he gets yeah, it. He's accurate as hell. I mean, it's like yeah. Mac Jones. It's a better version of Mac Jones. That's how. That's no, the way I, I look at it. Uh, yeah. The Giants, the uh, the Commanders, the, there's lots of teams that I would not be surprised if they took him or traded up to take uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah, the, he is uh, picketing to be drafted. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yuck, yuck, yuck. That was not great. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> um, so uh, that's uh, our first round of the NFL mock draft, of course. Uh, a mock draft of the NFL draft, uh, but that was a mock draft. So, uh, of course, you'll watch it, and you'll have a reaction, and we'll have a reaction when we come back on air in two weeks. Um, and that's when we'll talk more about the NFL draft. Probably, uh, let's see, probably the night of the first round. If not, That this, will if, be really fun. I if think not that's the night a good of, idea. Yeah. If, not, if not the, it'll be Friday, if not the second night. So we can ha- kind of have that live route and still reflect on the picks and Give you our uh, our hot takes, if you will. So they are they are scorching <laughs> right out of the pan. I'll flip them over for you. Anywho, uh, we're at football in general on Instagram, Twitter, and all the other things that are available except for Facebook, because you know, I mean, I don't know why, but we're not. Huh. So, um, but to find us there, I'm at Bobby Lyon Instagram. He's at Trev Geo doing Instagram. Drop us a like, follow, subscribe. Bring your f- folks. It's graduation season, right? What's a better way to celebrate graduation than listening to two yucks talk about yuck football? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you're at if you're at a barbecue, right? Hear me out. You're at a barbecue. You're sitting there and you're wondering, boy, what's the best thing to put on to really bring this this party together? You know, why not two schlubs sitting here in chairs talking football? Two guys, two two brothers <laughs> talking talking football that that that's how you bring that is how you bring the family together that is that's it have you ever heard a more patriotic thing than that Trevor? i don't think so okay yeah you're not a patriot unless you put football in general on at your at your 
graduation barbecue or your <laughs> your uh, Easter Sunday egg hunt. Have it playing there in the background go. the there whole time. Go. That'll really eggs, distract the kids. Eggs are like little footballs, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. They'll they'll be out there for hours looking for for stuff when they're distracted by our voices. Anywho, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, follow us, give us a like, subscribe, help us out. Trev, do you have anything to leave with the the viewers, the listeners, and uh, anybody else? You know. Shout out to Denver University Pioneer hockey team for their ninth national championship. Big deal. Amazing. Um, also, before we get up there, RIP. Uh, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I'd love to do a moment of silence just to leave it here. Uh, when we get off, I'll just leave it. And um, God, Dwayne taking way too soon. Um, you know, a great guy by all accounts and um, great uh, husband, I believe, or boyfriend at the very least. And, uh, yeah, sad. Take it way Very too sad. soon. Yeah, way, way, way too soon, man. So, um, anyway, blessings, prayers, everybody goes out to their family, and um, we're out. <laughs>